Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. today. (laughs) Some might even think it rude, but just bear with me for the next few minutes. So here I was, all dressed up. Why? I had an interview. The company I was working for transferred their operations out of state, and me and 200 other employees all lost our job. I signed up with a temp agency because I don't like to sit at home and do nothing. So I'm like, I gotta get a job, let's do this. And by the grace of God, within a week, I had an interview. And I had the typical butterflies in my stomach as I walked through the lobby and I took the elevator ride up to the ninth floor. As I reached the office door, I took a deep breath and kind of composed myself before I walked inside. Well, on the other side of the door was a reception desk with a woman sitting behind it. And I smiled and I said, hi, good morning. My name is Jessica Bradley and I'm here for the interview. Shh, she said, putting her finger aggressively up to her lips just in case I didn't know what shush meant. (laughs) You guys, I was like, wait, hold on. Did she seriously just shush me? And I'm already nervous, right? So I'm like, did I walk? What's happening? What's going on? So I, being me, almost (laughs) turned around and walked right back out the door. Just like, yeah, forget it. See you later. I'm going to call the temp agency and we'll try this somewhere else, right? You have to keep your voice down. People are working in here. That's what she said. She told me to have a seat and I reluctantly obliged. And I later found out that before coming to work for that company, she worked as a correctional facility officer at a woman's, like, prison or something. Like, well, it makes sense, you know. Seems about right. Well, I'm glad that I stayed for the interview because I met who I would actually be working for, and they were wonderful. They offered me the job, and I took it. This was after my mom had to convince me to take the job because I was like, if I walk in every morning and that lady shishes me, I don't know what's going to, I don't know. That's not going to work for me. So they offered me the job and I took it. And in a matter of months, I was actually offered the shishers position. (laughs) And she was let go, okay? Apparently, I'm not the only one that doesn't like being shushed. Or, yeah. There's so much noise in our world today. So many voices, so many perspectives, opinions, what you should believe, how you should dress, what you should eat, how you should vote, where you should live, who you should marry, and how you should raise your kids. What age you should retire, what you should be watching, listening to, and on and on. There is so much noise. And if we are all being honest, we are influenced by the noise. I know I am. 
I actually went to Trader Joe's a few weeks ago specifically for ingredients to make these almond butter chocolate chip cookies that I saw someone else on Instagram had made. So I was like, how soon can I get to Trader Joe's? I got to make those cookies. I would have never dreamed that up on my own. I was influenced by someone else that I had seen on Instagram. Or maybe I pick my next vacation destination based on where so-and-so just got back from because their pictures were cool. And it looked fun, so why not? Was that destination ever on my list of places that I wanted to go? Maybe not, but they went and they made it look really cool, so now I want to go too. All of the noise, the social media, you name it, it can be exhausting. So many voices, so many perspectives, so many people on soapboxes, so much noise. And it's okay to be inspired by someone else and even motivated by what someone else is doing, right? People that are trying to get debt-free will follow debt-free people on Instagram. People that are trying to get healthy will follow health and fitness coaches. It's okay to be inspired. But whether you admit it or not, the people that you follow on Instagram are speaking into your life every single day, each time you log on. And the people that you're connected to on Facebook are speaking into your life every single day. If you log on to Facebook or Instagram and your mood changes, you get down in the dumps, you get anxious or upset or fearful, you should rethink who you are connected to, who you are following, who you are allowing to speak into your life on a daily basis. There was one woman that I followed on Instagram and she has a large following. When I started following her, she was motivational and she wasn't shy about her faith and that's one of the things that I liked the most about her. But as her following grew, she began to change. And as she began to change, so did her message. I unfollowed her just last week when she started sharing things that contradicted the Bible. Not good. So sorry, you've lost one Instagram follower, me, because I have to protect my heart and my mind. And more importantly, the day you start speaking against my father, Jesus, or contradicting truth, I won't give place for that. Have you ever gone to visit a friend's house and they have their TV on and turned up to high heaven? And you're like, I know you're not, like you do not have any hearing issues, so what is going on? You feel like you have to raise your voice to be heard over the sounds of whatever it is that's in the background. Your friend isn't staring at their TV. They're looking at you. They're listening to you, but you have a hard time even concentrating on what you're trying to say because the TV is turned up that loud. Well, here's the deal. Your friend is so used to existing with the TV on at all times that they don't even notice that it's on anymore. They don't even realize, they don't hear it. Why? Because they have grown numb to the noise. If we aren't careful, we can turn into that friend, living our life numb to so much noise that we don't even realize we can't hear ourselves think. We don't even realize that we are never in a moment of total peace and silence. I think some people keep their proverbial TV on 
or radio or background noise on at all times because they are afraid to pull away from it. Because if there's silence, then there's no distraction. And if there's no distraction, then maybe I'm gonna have to reassess some things or deal with some things or reevaluate my priorities. Some people don't like quiet. For some, peace and quiet, the expression isn't even a thing, so they turn up the volume. Here's the problem, friends. It can be difficult to hear, listen for that still small voice if we are constantly inundated with, distracted by, and drowning in all of the outside noise. In December, I was in, in an airport bathroom and I felt God speak to me. Notice I said felt. I've never personally heard the audible, audible voice of God, but that still small voice is like a nudge to your heart. So I'm in the bathroom and I felt impressed by God to give a $20 bill to a bathroom attendant. Well, when I walked in, there was no bathroom attendant. So I'm like, is this the burrito I had earlier talking? <laughs> What's happening? So I'm like, uh, I don't know. So I'm in the bathroom stall at this point, didn't see the bathroom attendant going in, and I thought, I'm just dreaming this up. Or is this something that I'm really supposed to do? So I thought, well, Lord, I'm happy to listen. After I wash my hands, I'll make a loop around the bathroom one time, and if I see a bathroom attendant, I will do it. Well, wouldn't you know, as I'm washing my hands, I look in the mirror, and I see the bathroom attendant reflected cleaning. So I pulled out a $20 bill, God's money, right? Because it's his money, so we better be good stewards of it. And I handed it to her. She didn't look down at what I handed her. She just smiled and said, thank you. And I said, God bless you. And she said, God bless you. And I hurried out of the restroom. On my way back to my gate to wait to board the plane, I thought, yes, Lord, that was you. To you be all of the glory. What an honor it is to be used by him. But what would, I, what would have happened if I wouldn't have listened? If I wouldn't have gone to look for the bathroom attendant? What would, it, what would have happened if I would have thought, you know what, no, that's not God. That was just me. Well, here's the deal. If God asks you to do something and you don't do it, no problem. He's going to send somebody else. So if I wouldn't have listened, he would have made sure she got that $20 from somebody else in the restroom that was willing to listen. If you don't do it, he'll send someone else. You're not the only vessel, my friend. If you won't allow God to use you, someone else will. But you have to listen. You have to be sensitive to his leading. Well, after in that same trip, after a delayed flight, I landed in Dallas, Texas, and by this point, it was 1 o'clock in the morning. And I was hungry because I don't eat those little packets of food they give you on the plane because I could barely just, you know, not get nauseous by being on the plane. So I was hungry. I was ready to eat. So we went to Denny's because they are always open. Blessings. <laughs> and I was eating my food, and I heard a family ordering over my shoulder behind me. And again... Just like in the bathroom earlier, I felt a nudge to pick up their check. Well, this time again, I thought, surely this is me. 
It's probably just the lack of sleep talking. It's 1 a.m., I just need to eat, and I need to crawl into bed. But still, that still, small voice nudged me. And instead of saying, yes, Lord, I'm going to be a 1,000% honest with you. <laughs> I turned around in my seat, and I casually looked over to their table. And I found myself checking out their clothes, and I saw some of the brand names that they were wearing. And again, I thought, nah, it's fine. They're fine. Look at how our humanity is just gets in the way, doesn't it? They're fine. I see those brand names. Oh, I see you, girl. I just need to sit, like, rest, OK? <laughs> but still, that nudge wouldn't leave me. So I looked over my shoulder again, trying to be nonchalant, and this time, their little boy of no more than three or four years old popped up out of the booth and made eye contact with me and smiled. It pierced my heart, and I knew, oh, forgive me, God. This is you. I'm supposed to do this. So I quietly told the server to bring, them, bring me their check, but I told her to keep it anonymous. Why keep it anonymous? Because it's all Jesus, that's why. Jesus wanted to bless this family, and Jess wanted to check out what kind of brand names they were wearing. <laughs> Jesus wanted to provide a meal, and Jess questioned it two or three times. If God wants to use you to bless someone, keep it anonymous if you can. It's his money after all, and he deserves all of the glory. Well, that family was told that their check had been taken care of, and I saw them look at each other in disbelief as they walked out of that restaurant. My eyes filled with tears when the restaurant manager came over and said, on their way out, that family asked me to tell whoever paid for their check, thank you and God bless you. The manager then proceeded to sit down next to me with tears in her eyes and went on to say that watching that unfold blessed her heart and it was a reminder to her that people are still good. You know, sometimes, friends, when God uses us, it's not only going to bless the person intended for the blessing, but it's going to bless someone else looking on. You never know how in your listening, in your obedience, you're actually blessing someone else. And I told her what I always say, thank God to God be all of the glory. You will certainly always be blessed for being a blessing. And you will always be blessed for being obedient. There have been a few times in my life where, regrettably, I heard the voice of God and I did not listen. I felt impressed by him to do something and I held back. Out of fear of what people might think or my own pride or I missed out on this opportunity just to be used by God. God does not need us to accomplish his will. He doesn't need anybody to do anything. He's God. And as I said earlier, if you're not willing to be used by God, no problem, Bob. Somebody else will be. <laughs> he will send someone else. Luke 11:28 says, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. 
hearing the word of God isn't always necessarily the Bible. The Bible is the word of God. We know that God is his word and the word is God, but God speaking into your life, that's the word of God. Any time that God tells you to do something, that's the utterance, the word of God. And so blessed are they that hear, again, forget the noise, are we sensitive in hearing the word of God and actually keeping it? And I'll tell you from past experience, there's no disappointment or heartache quite like that of the feeling and regret, the feeling of regret and heaviness that comes from knowing that you did not listen. Oh, there's nothing like it. The feeling of knowing that you did not obey. And you know what? Sometimes God won't necessarily ask you to bless someone financially. Maybe God is calling you to offer an encouraging word to someone else. Again, I'm going to be totally vulnerable with you as I always am. A few months ago, I felt impressed by God to reach out to a pastor's wife that I'm connected to on Instagram and send her an encouraging message. Well, this is no ordinary pastor's wife. She's a pastor's wife of a mega church, and she's got her stuff together, okay? Not that pastor's wives don't already have their stuff together, but she's got her stuff together. And again, I was like, really, Lord? Me? But again, that heaviness, that impression, it wouldn't leave me, so I listened. I prayed and I asked God for wisdom as I typed up a message and I sent it. And as soon as I hit send on that message, the heaviness departed, and I knew that I had carried out what I was supposed to do. But even still, I'm human, I found myself checking the message to see if it had been read. You like peeping on, just, has it been seen? And I couldn't help myself. I checked more than once to see if that scene notification popped up to see if she had read it or not. Well, I, every time I checked, it was like, no, you know, she has a life, so she's not sitting around waiting for a message from me, right? So finally, I put my phone away, and I thought, you know what? Again, even if I don't hear back from her, I know that that's what I was supposed to do. And again, we shouldn't be looking for a pat on the head when we do what we're supposed to do, people. If God asks us to do it, that's enough. I don't need a pat on the back for doing what God's asked me to do, right? So I put my phone away because I knew God told me to send it. I knew I was obedient, period, end of story. Well, not too long after that, she responded with gratitude, saying that the message had made her weak, and she so appreciated the thoughts and prayers. Now, the human side of me was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> okay, I heard right, you know, whatever. But again, there have been times where I've sent messages to people and I don't get a response. And maybe then three months later, they'll go, you know that text you sent? I was going through a really hard time and I know I didn't respond to you, but that, that's exactly what I needed. Again, to God be all the glory. We're just messengers and vessels. It's not about us. It's all about him. And again, to God be all of the glory. I shared that with you because we all get in our heads. God speaks to us to do something, and we start talking ourselves out of it. Little me, send a message to that pastor's wife? Really? Are you sure, God? If he wasn't sure, he wouldn't have asked you. God's got his pick of people. 
So what an honor and a privilege it is to be used by God. And isn't it funny if we stop and think about it? We get embarrassed or shy or try to blame that late night pizza and Dr. Pepper we ate late last night for the reason. But hold on, if what God is asking us to do is bless someone else or lift someone else up, why would that ever be something that we shy away from? Lord, help us to be sensitive to your voice. Help us not to be consumed with the outside noise that we miss your precious voice, your gentle nudge to be a blessing to someone else. And we've all been on the receiving end of a blessing, haven't we? We've asked God for help, and he sent someone by to bless us. And it's always right on time. I know I've been in several church services with tears streaming down my face because I feel like the message is right to me. Those sermons that touch your heart and God speaks right to you and into your circumstances and situation. And guess what? Pastor had no idea the road that you were walking or what you were going through. Oh, but God knows. And pastor listens to the leading of God, and then we're all touched by the sermon. Or maybe just in your day-to-day life, when you start to have doubts, God will use someone to breathe encouragement back into you, to remind you that you're on the right path, and to encourage you to keep marching forward. God knows what his children need. Just like those of you that have kids, you know what your kids need. You know when they're not eating enough vegetables. You know when they're not getting enough rest. You know when they're not feeling well, what makes them feel better. God knows us so well. He knows us better than we know ourselves. I have been on the receiving end of timely encouragement that brought tears to my eyes and fed my soul. Timely words of wisdom that were spoken into my life. Proverbs 25.11 says, A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. There's so much value in a timely word. And I've also been on the receiving end of thoughtfulness and generosity. Several years back, I had an emergency room visit, and I ended up missing Sunday service. Well, there was a knock at my door, and Arlene and Vanessa brought me the most amazing chicken dumpling soup. And I will never forget that act of kindness. The soup fed me, but the gesture fed my heart and soul. And I just remember Arlene walking through my door, and I just gripped onto her, and I just cried. Maybe to them, they don't even remember, or they thought they were just bringing me a bowl of soup. Oh, but it meant the world, and I will never forget their kindness. God always sends people when we need it the most. And sometimes we don't even realize that we need to pick me up. And I'll be honest, that Sunday it was like I was just thankful to be out of the emergency room and I didn't even know that I needed that knock on the door. I didn't even know that I needed to see their smiling faces and Auntie Lily was there too. It, it completely made my whole week. And I often think of that. And God is just so good. But I didn't, I didn't even know that I needed that. And then here come their three beautiful faces, and it just turned my afternoon right around. It was the biggest blessing. 
God knows what we need. He knows us better than ourselves. And even if we don't think we're in need of something, he'll send it anyway. And it's always just what the doctor ordered. Thank God for people that listen to the leading of God, that are willing vessels. And some of you might be thinking, how do I know that it's God speaking to me and not that giant bowl of ice cream that I ate before bed last night? Well, let's talk about that for a few minutes. How do I know that it's God? Well, God will never contradict himself. So if what you are feeling led to do goes against the word of God, then I guarantee you that it's not Jesus. That is the ice cream talking. God is his word, and the word is God. If it doesn't line up with the Bible, then move along. It ain't Jesus, and you don't want any part of it. If you don't know whether or not it contradicts the word of God, it's time for you to get into the word of God, but that's a whole nother story. Is what you are feeling led to do going to bless someone? Great. But check your heart. Check your motive. If you can be an undercover agent for God, then do it. But if you're doing it for attention or for fanfare or for praise or to be told that you, how wonderful that you are, chances are that that's something that you're dreaming up. May our motives always be noble. If you're thinking of yourself, I can tell you you're already wrong. You're already behind. You've already missed it. It's not about us. It's all about him. And if he asks me to bless someone in word or in deed, help me not to miss it, Lord. Help me to listen. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. It's all in his name by him, through him, for him. And you know what, people? A little reminder, this is not the you show. This is God's program, and I'm just happy to be here. Right? This is God's program. Amen. And my next question for you is, do you trust God? Like, really and truly, have you put all of your trust in him? People talk about eggs in one basket. Yeah, I'm talking all your eggs in the basket of trusting God. When you have put all, and I mean all, of your trust in him, you won't shy away from him when he speaks to your heart. Because you know as you know as you know that it's him. Proverbs 16.20 says, he who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. And trust me, I know from experience, happy is he and happy is she that trusts in the Lord, that obeys that still, small voice of God. Amen. And you know what? Maybe God is simply nudging you to worship him in spirit and in truth. Don't worry about the person to the right or to the left or behind you. He is worthy of our highest praise. And if you can cheer for your football team crushing it at the Super Bowl, then you can praise the creator of all. Or if you can wave your hands all excited at your favorite concert, 
heart, you can raise your hands in church and surrender to Jesus, the manifestation of the invisible God made visible, who died so that we might live. Let's not forget that. So let's not allow the noise of the world, of social media, of the news, of co-workers, of opinions of others to drown out what God is calling us to do. Like that ex-women's correctional facility officer turned receptionist did at my interview, we need to shush out the noise. We need to quiet every voice but the voice of God speaking to your heart. And you know what? This might hurt a little bit, just like my title. But some of us need to silence our own voice. Maybe for you, it's not an outside noise issue. Maybe you are the noise. Are you always talking? Are you that person that's uncomfortable sitting in silence, that always wants to fill the silence? Perhaps you're always giving advice, solicited or unsolicited. Someone's telling you, you know, they're going to mow their front lawn, and you're like, let me tell you about that. Let me tell you how that should go. It's like, I don't, I'm good, thanks. I'm going to go wash my car. Let's talk through that, though. Like that whole, I've got some things to, no, I'm good. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Maybe your voice is the one that needs to be silenced so that you can listen. If you are that person that has difficulty with shutting up, then I challenge you to think of your words like currency, like money. If every word were to cost you $10 or $20, Oh, you'd be careful what you said, wouldn't you? I've already, I'm, I'm like, my bank account is withdrawn this morning, right? <laughs> you'd be careful what you said. We're careful with what we spend our money on. We have to be. We're careful with, if, but we should also be careful with our words, what we say and how we say it. If you think of your words like money, you'll be spending a whole lot less, keeping those thoughts to yourself, silencing your own voice so that you create space to listen. Above all else, there is one still small voice that needs to be the only voice that we seek after, the only one that we listen for and tune into, that we seek, the voice of God in our lives. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. If we listen to the things of God, the Bible calls us wise. And it is wise to listen to God. Okay, we're wrapping it up. Have you guys ever been in the car, driving somewhere new for the first time, and when you get close, you turn down the volume on your radio so you can see better? love you. Me too. I love when I get a hand raised because I'm like, I'm not the only one. I've never, I've never been, where's the, what street do I turn on? I don't know. You turn down the radio so you don't miss your turn. Totally guilty. Like, or I've even, I've been driving with someone. I'm like, could you please be quiet? I'm looking for my what is that? What does them talking or my radio have to do with the price of bacon, right? <laughs> I can't explain it, but it's true. What does the radio have to do with my vision and my focus? Well, a whole lot, actually, because I did a little research. <laughs> if this has 
ever happened to you, you're not crazy. So good, I'm not crazy. Blessings. Dr. Stephen Yantis, a professor in the Department of Psychological and Brain Sciences at John Hopkins University, had this to say. Directing attention to listening effectively turns down the volume on input to the visual parts of the brain. The evidence we have right now strongly suggests that attention is strictly limited, a zero-sum game. When attention is deployed to one modality, say talking on a cell phone, it necessarily extracts a cost on another modality, say the visual task of driving. So that's that whole, you know, don't be on your cell phone and drive. Don't listen to the radio when you're looking for something new, right? I knew there had to be a scientific explanation. <laughs> I knew we weren't all crazy. See, if we don't turn down the volume, we risk making the wrong turn. If we don't turn down the volume, we will lose focus of where we are headed. If we don't turn down the volume, we may get off course and we may wind up lost. You have to have control over the noise. And you do have control over the noise. Turn it down. Why? The noise isn't worth you losing sight of your purpose. The noise isn't worth finding yourself in a bad part of town or a bad place in your life. The noise isn't worth missing the end destination of heaven. The noise isn't worth missing that still small voice or the opportunity to bless someone else. Turn down the volume. Silence the noise. Shut up and listen, and when you do, you just might hear something. God bless you guys. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.